Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Victoria Benyon, and the founder of the Victoria Benyon Podcast Booking Agency. And you're listening to The Best Guest, the podcast for business owners, creatives, and entrepreneurs who want to harness the power of podcasts to grow their platforms and increase their visibility. We're here to support you on your journey, bringing you actionable tips with each episode. Now, let's begin. Hi, Mark. Welcome. I've been looking forward to speaking to you today. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you, Victoria. Yes, thanks for thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. You're known as the British Podcast Guy for a good reason. You're the CEO and co-founder of Podcast Hosting Analytics and Monetization Platform Captivate FM and Podcast Interaction Tech Startup Productivity. So when I was doing some research for our conversation, I read that the last job you had was at 23 when you became a freelance digital consultant before transitioning to business owner. So I wondered if you could talk to us a bit about your journey. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, suck at having jobs. I'm really bad at it. I just don't like it. So I was um, I was always that, that, you know, that kind of mouthy kid at the last work. I don't know why. It was, I don't know if it's a generational thing or just, you know, not being able to cope with idiots thing. But there was always, I like that, that middle management always annoyed me. You know, that idea yeah. of uh, someone telling you what to do just because they've been told to tell you what to do and really just kind of, you know, it was just used to frustrate me. So I left and became a, a digital, I actually did a few bits. Like I, I became a digital consultant. I did a lot of project management, a lot of business change stuff, a lot of consulting for people like the MOD and a lot of people like, like I guess people that you'd recognize, like, you know, brands and banks that you'd recognize. And it was really good because I was only young, but I was earning loads of money, like loads of money. And it was... It was quite interesting because it taught me that I'm not that bothered about money. Like it, I'd, I'd rather just do something that I enjoy and, and not have to put up with idiots. You know, that, I'm being quite flippant when I say that, but genuinely like that's how it always felt like someone saying, well, you got to be there at nine o'clock at this time, even though we don't need you, but just because we say so. I was like, this yep. is stupid. It doesn't matter how much money you're giving me. This is ridiculous. So that led me to quit doing that as well and get rid of all the money and forego all the money and go back to earning like 16 grand a year as a, as a, as a web design startup. And did also, you know, I've done all sorts of bits. You know, I've worked on, we've built software products. We've built web platforms. We've, we've done all sorts of stuff up until we got into podcasting in about 2014. And I mean, there's a range of things, you know, everything from the public speaking to the, the tech companies. And, you know, I've just done a range of different things, but it's all been focused on problem solving and solution, you know, building solutions for people, which is, I guess, what led me to captivate. But yeah, no, and then I got into podcasting pretty early on. That's why that British podcast guy thing sticks. Someone said to me the other day, well, I'm that British podcast guy. And I think you've been podcasting for like, uh, I don't know, six months. And I was like, well, you are British and that's cool. Um <laughs> And I, you know, I'm really pleased you're podcasting. But the reason I got that moniker was just because I was literally at podcast movement and, and these are the conferences I was going to. I was, if not the only British guy there, I was one of three, you know, and I was always the mouthiest one. It just stuck, you know, and that's, that's sort of the very, yeah, that's a very, you know, very pockmarked kind of journey to where we are today. I'm a member of Atomic and I watched the session that you delivered called Unlock the Life That You Truly Want Without the Online Guru BS. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. It was good. You talk a lot about online gurus, something um, you feel strongly about. Oh, God, isn't it crap? I remember recording that. Andrew and Pete messaged me like, dude, can you do us this keynote thing? I was like, well, we're kind of locked down, lads. What am I going to do? And uh, <clears throat> they said, can you, can, you, can you record it at your house by like Tuesday? This was Friday. I'm like, for God's sake, all right. So like, it, it was a nightmare. Like I had to order it. Like I usually wing my talks. I've always got a talking point. I've always got a story that I want to tell. I've always, I know the structure of it very, very well when I'm talking. 
But for this one, for some reason, I couldn't do it. I had to get a teleprompter. It was like 11 at night. They needed it the next day. I was like, crap, Amazon Prime teleprompter. And it's the first time I've ever used one. And was, so that's where that came from. Yeah, the guru stuff just annoys me. Like I've been around it. I was around it for a while and I, I, I was, you know, like one foot in it and one foot out of it. But I'd sort of come from building a business that's an actual you know, we sell things and we make things and we sell them. Like, let's call this commerce. And when we started building like tech like Captivate, it, it, it sort of distanced me from like the online, online guru stuff because I've analyzed a lot of gurus and there's two types of them. There are the gurus that are just good people that want to build decent stuff and other people call them gurus. Yeah, and we all know people like that, people that have got very good businesses that are information businesses, but they're also diversify into other things and that have very, very, very good businesses, savvy brains, nice people, do the right thing. But to me, they diversify, they're, they're, they're curious, they're inquisitive, they're interested, and they, they become a guru by accident. You know, I'm looking at people like Pat Flynn for that. And because Pat's a, you know, Pat's a good guy, he's, a, he's, a, he's someone that I've come to know over the years and He's curious. He diversifies. He's got SwitchPod. He's got the tech stuff. He's got the passive income side of things. He's become this guru by proxy of just doing great work. Then you've got the other people that are crap, that just want to be a guru because they want to be a guru. You know, so what they tend to do, like you can spot these a mile off. They're always selling someone else's stuff. Never selling their own thing. And even when they're creating content, it's usually other people's content or it's on the back of someone else. And, you know, whatever, if they publish income reports, if they don't, whatever. But if you track these people, and there are so many of them, you see it in podcasting, you see it in, 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 in course creation, all these things. If you look at them, they're doing two things. They're always trying to sell you the next silver bullet or they don't have anything meaningful to sell. So they are constantly trying to give you like a lifestyle. Like, we'll give you financial freedom. Like, will you? Uh, like, how? What is your top level superficial lack of detail going to do for me? And <laughs> because here's the thing, I wrote this in an email to my email list a bit ago, which makes me sound like a guru. I am not. I just have an email <laughs> list. I wrote it to the guys on the list and I just said, look, you've got to understand this, that most people that say they are gurus or entrepreneurs or whatever, they are chasing the passive income dream. So do you really think they're going to give you time and attention? All they do is give you platitude. You see it in Facebook groups. You'll ask a question and someone will reply with a right on. You got this crushing it. And you're like, what is that? That's crap. <laughs> That's like your teacher at school. You know, <clears throat> it's like me. Mr. Little was our Geordie. He was our Geordie Mass teacher. He was, he, was, he was one of those teachers that you're afraid of, but when you actually grow up, you're like, all right, this guy was nailed on. He was brilliant. And you'd ask him a question. How do I do this in statistics, Mr. Little? Now, he gave you the answer. He helped you to understand. Imagine if he just came to you and you'd paid him 97 bucks or 297 down from 10 grand. Like, imagine if that teacher, his answer to how do you do this algebra was crushing it. <laughs> like where would we helpful. all be we'd all just be we'd be in the in the, you know what i mean we'd be out of it we'd be gone we <laughs> i think what's sad you know like i said i've been around it i've spoken at conferences and i know people that are like this and i you know whilst i appreciate what they're trying to do i don't like the business methodology 
it freaks me out that they are constantly trading on the hopes and dreams of people who don't know how to execute. And instead of teaching them how to execute, they're selling them on the fear of losing those dreams. And I think that's terrible. I agree. I never bash a genuine guru, you know, uh, you look at uh, like whatever you're into. If you're into like, I'm into music, bass playing it, you know, you never bash Jacko. And you, if you're into golf, you never bash Bush Charman or, or Lee Trevino or anyone like that. But what you don't do is the guy that's next door that's just got his new set of golf clubs and said, I'm a guru because he's got a website. You don't trust that guy, do you? No. You know? So that's yeah. the difference for me. Oh, I really like that. In the session, you talk about a decision that you had to make about losing a contract worth 200000 or missing your granddad's birthday. I really like that story. Would you be able to talk about that? Oh, yeah, that's what I mentioned earlier, actually. That's sort of, you know, I alluded to it earlier. That was the, a couple of the, the consulting gigs that I had. And, yeah, it was just stupid. Like a girl called Wendy, she was nice enough. And she was like, you got to be in, I can't remember where it was, like Carlisle or something. And I ain't from Carlisle. You know, it's a long way. And she just said, yeah, we need you on site for this thing. And I said, well, my job's done. The handover's done. You've got other trainers there. I was doing training at the time. You've got other trainers there that know this as well as me, that live closer. Like, why do you want me there? Because it's, you know, I've, I've told you that I've booked this day off. And, and she said, no, we want you there. And, you know, if you don't, we'll tell. Because I was through, a, used to do a lot of contracting through like a, a really specialist kind of a digital agency. And uh, this is a, well, we'll tell the, the company not to, um, not to renew the contract if you, if you don't come. And I was like, well, I'll tell you what, let's just call it quits today then. And she was like, what? You, you, are you joking? Why would I joke about something like that? Like you are, just because you're having a really bad day or something's annoyed you, or you've got to be on site and you don't want to be on site. That ain't happening. You know, I'm not, that's my family aren't suffering just because you, you're annoyed. And you get that a lot. I think that's a lesson. <clears throat> I was lucky to learn that lesson early on because you do get that a lot in business. I wrote a piece that, that really set off my sort of, I guess, my online content creation initiatives a few years ago. It's a big, big 12,000 word blog post about like the realities of starting a design and digital agency. And I said that a lot of people quit looking for people because they don't want to have a boss. But what you do is you get 10 clients, you end up with 10 bosses. It's crazy because like, just because someone's giving you a bit of money, they think they can talk to you how they want to talk to you. And you have got to learn early on. I do it with Captivate. Like if you've been, a, if you have been an ass to one of the team, don't care who you are, don't care how much money you're giving us, you get one strike. And if you carry on, you're out. And that is it. And that is a, a rule of thumb because what I can't do is have me or Sam or Gaz or, or Danny or any of the team, Ben, any of the guys, I can't have them worried. I can't have them clocking off at five o'clock and not sleeping. I can't have them feeling bad about coming to work because some, they, oh, you know, I've got to, I've got to log onto my email and this person's going to be beating up on me. You know, the customer is not always right. The customer just pays you. And guess what? There's always money that you can, you can always make money. There's always ways to make money. And, and there are always other customers that aren't tools, you know? So yeah, I, I think what it tends to do as well, this is a, a and I'll, I'll kind of cap this off with this thought, Victoria, is that I think it levels the playing field because 99% of the time, if someone's been a bit of a goon and I just go to them, look, I'm sat at my desk. All right. You're sat at your desk. I don't know how your day is going. It might be going badly, but that's not our fault, but we are here to help. All right. So if you stop being like this, I'll do everything I can to help you. I'll make your day better. And Frankly, it's ridiculous that you're being like this. And I tell them, tell them straight. 99% of the time, they 
almost instantly become absolutely massive advocates of the brand because it's almost like I myself, you know, I, I want people to talk to me like that. You know, I, I would do unto others as I expect to be done unto myself. And it's like when Sam says to me, she'll say to me, you know, you've been a bit of a dick, dude. Like, oh, do you know what? <laughs> Actually, I am. I am being a bit of a dick. You're right. Sorry about that. And it's like a slap around the face. And I think we always expect companies like, you know, people go on Twitter and they have a little whine if they're annoyed. You know, people expect to be allowed to do that. Yeah even when the company that they're working with is someone's mortgage or someone's kid's schooling or someone's food on the table, they don't see that. They just think company, I'll do what I want. So I think if customers have the right to do that, if you are working as a business person or a freelancer or a startup founder, you have the right to push back. It's not how it used to be where corporation is bad and customer is right. It's always people to people. It's always person to person, human to human. And if people don't want to work with you like that, send them off to your competitor. You know, it'll distract them while you make up ground on them. You know, so yeah, I think you've got to, you've got to have some confidence to do that. And it's not easy though. Well, that's good advice. So thank you. So you host seven podcasts. Did I count that right? I have no idea. <laughs> and then look on your um, website. It was definitely quite a few. Oh, I only updated that yesterday. Literally all those playlists that you've probably seen, they <laughs> yeah. weren't there yesterday, honestly. Okay, well, it looks good. Well, I was listening to some episodes from your show about Star Wars, Spark of Rebellion, which you mm. co-host with Gary Aylott. So how long have you been a Star Wars fan? So Gaz is like the lifelong Star Wars fan. You know, he's like the, uh, you know, 1978, 1979, 80, 81, you know, that guy. Mm-hmm. And I always liked it. I was, but I was like the Christmas, it's Return of the Jedi's on at yes. Christmas. This is brilliant. You remember that from like the 80s and 90s? and Definitely. It'll be on at Christmas. I remember sitting down around with the family watching it. Yeah. At that time, you're like, oh, cool, Ewoks, you know? And now when you get all your, it's like, these Ewoks are a pain in the ass. And <laughs> so I, I was that guy, but I always had a couple of toys. Like I remember being at my granddad's, I always had a couple of toys. I had like the Emperor toy and a couple of, I think it was like a Luke Skywalker. But I really got into it. Like I'm a big mythology guy. I love stories and connectivity, whether that's in fiction or whether it's like how I tell the story of the business. I, this is why the products that we make are always they've always got a very long vision because I my brain just works in stories. So I've always like on the fiction side, I've always really enjoyed like connectivity with things. I properly got into Star Wars about age 17 when the Phantom Menace came out, which everyone hated. And I'm I'm you know I was the fan. I was the one fan of it. I was like this is brilliant. So that's when I really got into it. But I also you know, I've got brought up on comics. I got brought up on like Superman. I, I, I'm a big music person. So soundtracks, remember being stood in front of my uncle was in a brass band, which sort of got me into music and his brass band. It was, they're actually one of the biggest in the world. They were banned from Brass Off, the film Brass Off, which is weird, um, which stars Ewan McGregor, who's in Star Wars, which is very weird. And he, he, he was in that band. They recorded soundtracks. And I remember being stood in front of the, uh, the record player with one of these brass band soundtracks on listening to like the Superman soundtrack and getting mm-hmm. goosebumps from it. And that still has that effect today. So I'm like, I'm that guy. I'm that nerd. You know what I mean? So we were actually booked to go to Disney in Florida to the Galaxy Edge um, 2020, May 2020. So obviously that didn't happen, but we were really yeah. looking forward to that. Have you been? No, we we were in Orlando. We, we are really lucky with podcasting. Like all the conferences are in warm places or they're in places that are cold in winter and warm in summer and they do the conferences in summer. So it's great. Before COVID, we're, all, we're in Orlando like two or three times a year in Anaheim and you know New York and all these places where all these things are. And I remember that the week that it opened, Galaxy's Edge, we were there at Orlando. 
we just could not get near it. We just couldn't get a ticket. The queues were insane. The online ticketing was crazy. And so I'm gutted because I really want to go. And then they've got that Star Cruiser hotel now, that Galactic Star Cruiser, which is like a billion pounds to stay for two nights or whatever. But yeah, I'm so jealous. You've got to get back there. Did you did you reschedule it? Was it? We haven't yet because we just weren't sure. So we just got our money back and we will go. But you know, my husband and the children, we booked them to build the lightsabers, the droids. They're really excited. So I think it'd be so fun to do. Yeah, so much fun. So much fun. Like, because it's a full role playing thing as well. You really yeah. get into it, don't you, apparently? I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd be really keen to hear if you do get back there and, and get it booked how it was. I think that's fascinating. Yeah, I'll let you know. So of all your podcasts that you create, do you have a favourite? The fun one is obviously Spark Rebellion, the Star Wars podcast, but I think I like the podcast Accelerator more because it's sort of tied to my job, but it's, um, I get to be like the brash version of me on it and do, because a lot of people, Podcast Accelerator is educating podcasters on how to grow their podcast. And it's not like me doing it as a lead magnet because I don't need to. It's, you know, my, my business is software with, with Captivate through, through podcasting. So I sort of don't need to. I don't need to like hype anyone up and be, or be like, oh, look, this tactic's brilliant. Go and get my lead magnet. I just don't have to do that uh, with this show. So I do get to be fairly honest and Mm -hmm. just, you know, some of the trends that you see in podcasting. I'm I'm usually one of the guys, me and and probably Evo, um, who runs podcast pontifications, you know, we're usually the guys that are saying, well, I don't know about this one. I don't know if it's all it's cracked up to be, or if there's something great, we can, you know, pretty independently and objectively go, actually, this is good. So I do really enjoy that one. And I'm I'm always trying to make that better. So I, I would say that that edges it. The podcast accelerator probably edges it. What advice would you give someone looking to start their own podcast? Yeah, it's a hard one, this, because we've there's so much to it. We've got a big free course on this one because the, there is a lot to it. And I think my one piece of advice is don't copy other people. Don't put preneur at the end. You know, let Chris have that with you, preneur. Don't put on fire at the end. Let John have that. You know, let, just let's be sensible because something's worked for someone else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You know, it's, it, we're all different. The reason that the things worked for other people is because they come with their mix of, of, of ideas and ethics and experience and background and future plans and vision. You know, it, you can't just stick a label on something, copy a format and expect it to do the same for you. So that'd be the first piece of advice. The second piece of advice would be really to just almost be overly yourself, you know, be, be almost too much you. And I always use the example of karaoke on this one. You know, if you do karaoke and you give it a hundred percent, real hundred percent to the audience, it looks like you're giving about 60, 65%. So what you got to do is really give it like 200%. You've got to, you know, it's, that's why performers are performers and karaoke singers are very often not performers. There's a difference. And that's why there's such a stratospheric difference between the local band that you see gigging and a stadium band. It's that level of performance and and energy. In order to to outwardly parlay that you are into this and that you've got all these inflections and the enunciations and the different tones of voice and the ups and the downs and the energy and the, the depth, you have to really go overly into yourself. So I think if you do that, you'll stand out a lot more and people get more of a flavor for you because I I think a lot of people without realizing it are so much more reserved behind a mic or a camera than than they probably think they are. That's true. It it is. It's weird, isn't it? And, And I think if you can also just have that, you know, kind of the other side of that coin, really decide what you're doing here. Like, what are you standing for? Like, don't be the gray person that blends in that is not memorable, you know? 
if you have opinions, get them out there. If you like, that's why I'm so brash on the guru stuff and like, you know, working for idiots because I sort of don't care if people aren't interested in that. That's okay. It's just save me some money on trying to attract them as listeners. So it serves the purpose if you can just really genuinely be you, even if it's going to alienate some people because the people that it won't alienate will get you much quicker and you'll build fans a heck of a lot quicker. So can I ask you about Captivate? Yeah, Captivate is basically born from me being lazy. You know, (laughs) I I want to grow my audience. I want to build my podcast. I want to put my podcast out there, but I want to do so in the most effective and efficient manner possible. So we saw podcast hosting like as this really complex thing that was being kept complex by the old guard because they thought it gave them a little bit of like, look at us, we, you know, we're the experts in this. That's sort of boring. So what we did is we, we simplified podcast hosting. Like podcast hosting is relatively straightforward. If you're a tech company, it's not the hardest tech company to build. What is difficult is making sure that people stick to podcasting and that they can grow their audience. That's what the real trick is. So Captivate is a hosting analytics distribution monetization platform for podcasters that is easy to use. Like we don't pretend to overcomplicate it. And what we do is we believe that hosting is the middle part of the journey for podcasters. The research, the planning is is the front end of it. The hosting is the middle bit. And then the back end of it is the distribution, the analytics, the monetization. So you sort of got this three-tiered approach to it. And Captivate handles those three tiers where other hosts don't. So we do things that other hosts simply do not do. We give you fully integrated guest booking capabilities. So, you know, did this booking Victoria through schedule once with it, I think maybe, which is now one sub, I think. Yeah, that's cool. And we, I used to use that. It's great. It's a great platform. But what are you going to do with my data? How are you going to get my bio into Captivate? How are you going to get my picture into Captivate? You know, if you use Captivate, it's free. Um, the, the, the guest booking is included on the tier. But actually, you can use my, you can include my bio in your show notes without having to copy and paste and type it. And so there's it's that kind of thing that we focus on, like single subscription links, one click sponsor kit, dynamic ad insertion, so much stuff, episode performance comparison. Now, we generally exist for a very specific type of podcaster, but there is no bones about this. You know, we are not a free platform. We've actually got the shortest free trial in the market as well. It's seven days, not 14, because seven days is enough. The reason for that is we only focus on the serious independent podcaster that is there to grow their audience. If we were a freemium product, if we were to do a free account, we would have to dedicate so much time to making sure the free people were all right that we couldn't give you what you needed. So we, we, uh, we occupy a very specific place in the podcast hosting market. You know, Every other host is decent. You can't be a bad host. It's virtually impossible. We will only generally work with people that are very serious about growing their podcast. You know, all the features are run through that filter. Well, this feature, we're doing a a big release over the next couple of weeks. I mean, we we release more than any other host. It's all about, is this going to help Victoria to grow? Or is it going to save Victoria time and or money? Because if if Victoria has time and money uh, a little bit extra, that can go into marketing and growing your podcast. So it all comes back full circle. So that's what Captivate is. And like I said, most of the features are because I'm lazy. I do not want to do a sponsor pitch for my podcast. So we created a one-click PDF that you get from Captivate that includes all your analytics on brand. It's got all your avatar in there. It's everything. And you just press one button because I am lazy. (laughs) But obviously everyone benefits, you know? Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. It's been lots of fun. Where can listeners go to learn more about you? Oh, I think probably just Twitter. I'm a big Twitterer. This is another tip for podcasters, budding podcasters. Never give too many calls to action. Just give one. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
try and measure it as well. So I've, Captivate includes what we call attribution links, where you can measure your links. So my Twitter is mark.live slash Twitter. Thank you. I'll add that to the show notes. I'll be able to measure that as well, all the clicks coming through it. So I'll be able to see how effective. Yeah, Twitter's the best place. I bloody love Twitter. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Guest Podcast today. I'll talk to you again in the next episode.